Hey, what's going on, people? It's Jay Good of StraightOutTheDen.com. I'd like to welcome you to the Straight Out The Den podcast. Uh, this week's podcast is brought to you by Lander. Based in Montreal, Canada, Lander is the world's first intelligent drag-and-drop instant mastering service by Mixed Genius. So uh, just for being a listener to today's podcast, we're going to give you a free trial. All you got to do is go to Lander.com. That's L-A-N-D-R.com slash promo slash S-O, excuse me, slash promo slash S-O-D-D. We're going to give you uh, two free MP3s of your master. Uh, just check it out. Let me know what you think and let Lander know. Tweet both of us. Um, we'll love to hear from you. So um, I know you guys for the past couple of weeks have been asking me like, hey, man, what happened to the different guests? Um, I've been promising you a guest for quite some time now and um, I haven't delivered. So I'll apologize for that. Uh, we had a few scheduling conflicts uh, with, with one of our guests, but uh, we're still going to have that conversation. I want to make sure that I uh, do have that because we have it on schedule to, to do so. So, uh, But this week, uh, special guest, um, first off, uh, I want to say a shout out to uh, JB um, out in OKC. He, he hooked this up and um, a very cool dude. Um, you've definitely heard him on the podcast before. We've we've had him on here actually a couple of times. So uh, thank you for him for setting this up. But today, all the way from Brooklyn, um, producer, brown bag, all star, um, a long list of everything, man. Producer, MC, um, a lot of things. Uh, J and it J five seven or J fifty seven. It's both. Okay, cool. I have one of the only names in music <laughs> where it could be two different things, and it's actually correct. Okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure, man, because I was like, I don't know. I, I, I've heard it both ways, <laughs> but I want to know for sure which one it is. So I'd like to welcome you to the Straight Out Thank the Den podcast. Uh, Thank you for having me. Welcome you to Atlanta. I don't, Thank um, you. You know, I think you said you have family here, so you've yep. been here quite a few times. Indeed. So, um How's your stay been so far? Though? Really good, man. I love coming out here. You That's know? cool, man. Um, the weather has been fairly decent um we had a couple of days i don't know it may have been right before you got here but um it was like in the 60s wow and you know it was feeling good and you kind of got used to it we had like three or four days like that and then it dropped to like 28 and we're looking like <laughs> like why is it so cold and we forgot like the 68 <laughs> degrees was like the well it's snowing in new york right now uh, so we're go. winning yeah, Heavy. we 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 always complain down here about <laughs> cold weather and it's not really cold weather at all so yeah. um like i said before man like the the focus of this podcast um is just to really provide that guidance to um indie artists and, and we haven't had a, a one-on-one interview here in a while uh we've just really been sticking to different topics but i felt you know it's right around that time that we can start having these conversations and plus you're a producer so i i just love talking to producers yes. and getting you know um the Nerd ideas out. and things like like that you know we'll we'll, we're nerd out Mm -hmm. definitely nerd out but i want to start a little bit early in your journey man like you're a brooklyn producer um and i want to know like where did it start for you you know what i mean like like this introduction not only of of course being in new york but this introduction to music like how did it come to you and it come from like oh man this is something that i really feel that i can do with my career okay um i mean i grew up on long island i've been in brooklyn almost 10 years okay so i mean the influence of being, I mean, Long Island, some of the best, most legendary rappers of all time. Yeah. Let's, the list is crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I was actually recording in those studios when I was in like high school and in college, just through being like the little homie to these cats that were a lot older that were actually like pressing up their own vinyl and doing the indie thing. And they were on like stretching Bobito as guests and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So I learned that whole thing when I was like 18 years old. So I was just kind of going for it pretty heavy then. And I didn't really know I wanted to do it for real until like, my second or third day at college where I was like, <laughs> I'm like, well, I signed up for this and I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to thug it out, you know, but I really want to, so now I'm going to apply my, I'm in marketing classes. I want to apply that to 
how do I get my music out there? So I'm list, I'm actually paying attention now. Now I'm like, all right, I'm taking nonverbal communication. Now I can understand how people are, what they're thinking without them telling me. So I could have, you know, I could see how it is in a meeting or whatever the fuck else. And that, all of that has helped me tremendously. And also like all this public speaking shit and whatever else yeah. obviously helps. So, I mean, just like growing up on Long Island, being the little homie to like my boy's crisis center. That was the name of their crew. It was an undefined dope MC producer. Um, I guess he's like his biggest shit is like doing, he does a lot of beats for like Vinnie Paz and like army of the Pharaohs and Jedi okay. mind tricks and shit. And, um, and I was a fan of that back in the day, like heavy and he didn't even know who they were kind of shit. Okay. And then my man, DJ concept, he was the DJ for that crew. Yeah. And my man, Mickey Knox, they were like the whole squad that I used to roll with when I was a lot younger and all that shit. So it was, it was learning music and I already knew hip hop very well, but I mean, I didn't really want to do it until like college and shit. Gotcha. That's, you know, just thinking about what you said, like, you know, two days in. <laughs> I was like, literally two days in and it was like fucking nine eleven, by the way. Oh man. On some real shit. That that's, shit was like nine eleven. Yeah. It's like nine eleven. I, I remember that time, dude, I was a senior in high school. Right. And, um, that was, yeah, first semester of high school, and one of my marketing teachers, it's funny, you said marketing, but yeah, yeah. he was like, uh, man, you know, sit down, chill out, like, the U.S. just been hit with one of the biggest terrorist attacks ever. So crazy. And, you know, as a child, you know, I mean, even though I was like 17 at the time, but right. I was just thinking, like, you know, how big could it be? Mm -hmm. And I remember him cutting on the TV, and we saw, like, the second plane hit, and I was like, wow. <laughs> this is the news this is not this like is not some hbo shit. you know right, what i mean right, right. it was just like mind-blowing dude and, and i i'll never forget that moment and, and you know you being in the city when that happened it's kind of like i can only imagine the the impact that it had on you um, oh it was fucked up man i mean yeah. i have a lot of family that worked my dad his he worked like diagonal from there he was there like he came we couldn't get in touch with him cats didn't have cell phones like that in 2001 yeah, 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 you know exactly, what i mean yeah so like nine o'clock at night he comes home you know still living on long island at the time so like gets home at like nine he had to walk the brooklyn bridge mm. to take the the li double r from there nobody could get in touch with him he comes home with suit he was wearing a suit at the time like that shit was covered in dust all this crazy shit like, i had to throw that shit out like yeah. couldn't get in touch with my uncles that were like one dude's like working on some building construction like cross the fucking street couldn't get in touch with him. Thank God everybody was okay. Yeah. But I mean, that shit was crazy. Like, that was some movie shit. Like, it was yeah, really man. fucked up. It, it's like I said, like, I can only imagine somebody was there. Like, and what what was crazy to me was the, that summer, actually, um, I took a trip to New York. I, I was in this um, program called PRISM. Um, it was kind of like a, you know, your journey to college. It was pr pursuing rewards in science and mathematics. I was very uh, strong scores in those two two Good. fields and, and um, opposite of me i respect it <laughs> <laughs> hey man i can't tell you about any of this stuff now i'm not gonna lie to you i still like do a little math in the head but like that's awesome you know though. at least uh, you had it once yeah no, i know <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh we were up there and I, I was in this program in south carolina but our end of the year trip was a trip to new york oh that's cool and uh we went up there man and, and you know took pictures and everything in twin towers and you know at the time i took it for granted so, oh that's the twin towers all yeah, right yeah. cool and it's like that was in august Wow. So it was like, I was Fucking just, month away. Yeah, a month away. And it's like, you see this now. And it's just like, yo, I was just there. Isn't that crazy? Like, yeah. Man, it's mind blowing, dude. But, um, you know, to go from that point and you, you know, you're in college two days and you figure out like, okay, this is what I want to do. Um, I, I feel I can do this for the rest of my life. Yep. Who really gave you that first shot to be like, you know, hands on with the equipment and stuff like that? 
Mm. Um, I mean, I, I was I was rapping and freestyling and beatboxing all through high school, and mm. I didn't start making beats until honestly, I still didn't even make. I wanted to do this shit for a living. I didn't even make beats yet. Oh wow! So for the, another the, two years, the rapping came first. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I mean, I, yeah, you know, I guess my boy High Q, he taught me how to make beats. I mean, I guess he did. He taught me how to make beats. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Reason just came out. The oh, program yeah, Reason yeah. just came out. I'm talking Reason One, mm-hmm. and he's like, "You got it." Like I was using. He sh- he showed me Fruity Loops. I was using that shit for like a month by myself. I could figure it out by myself. It's that easy of a program. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not really that good at figuring out programs. I'm not that guy. <laughs> And I figured it out. I was making beats. I was like, this is crazy. You know, the beats weren't, but I'm like, this is fun, you know? And then he's like, yo, this new thing came out called Reason. And I'm like, yo, but I just mastered this program that I actually taught myself. I've never done that. Like, what the fuck? And he's like, you really need to learn it. Like, it's really crazy. Like, it's way bigger and better. So he sat me down for a whole month and showed, like, every day I would go to, like, after college. And I don't, yeah, I wasn't at Fat Beats for another year and a half. I wasn't even, that wasn't even a thought yet. Uh, I was working, like, a job at a golf course. You know what I mean? So I was like, I wasn't at work. I wasn't at, you know, I was living at home. I wasn't at college, whatever. I'd go to his crib and just learn. So he was actually showing me how to make beats that way. And then I got in the studio at EPMD studio mm-hmm. with my man, Charlie Murata, who did all the classic EPMD, um, K-Solo, fucking Redman. Wow. He did all that shit. And so I was one-on-one with him, with Charlie Murata, for real. Wow. And he would, and like, I know he's not like a household name like that, but if you do the due diligence, like that man yeah. has done some legendary work. And he didn't know me from the hole in, like a hole in the wall. He just fucked with me heavy because of my friends that were the older cats I was telling you about. And so I'd go there and he'd be like smoking weed and he's like, yeah, you want to like make a beat? And my boy Derek, <laughs> shouts to Derek Smith, he was with me. And uh, he was like in, in the army. I know he's in the Marines, I'm sorry, big difference. He was in the Marines. Mm-hmm. And he was uh, he was in town just for like a week because he had to go back to Iraq and all that crazy shit back then. And I was just making beats like on all his like legendary keyboards that he was doing all his classic production for EPMD back in the day on. And uh, I was learning it, but I wasn't really learning it. So it was Haiku and Charlie Murata that really like showed me how to make beats and actually fuck with being a producer in a studio session. Wow, that's... I didn't know that. I'm, not a lot, I'm, not a lot yeah. of people do. <laughs> that's that's like, that's gonna set this conversation in a whole nother world, man. But you know, to have like some real certified legends that I, I think of um, as legends, like be hands on with you like that. You know what I mean? Like you it, can't you can't get better than that as far yeah. as the learning thing. If you're a plumber and you got like the illest plumber teaching you how to fucking do this shit, that's you're gonna be I'm nice. Saying. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and so it's one of those things where it's like it, it really adds to your story. Um, I mentioned, I heard you mention Fat Beats, and, and I know you have a, a long um, history there. Yes. Um, so what was that, I guess, like timeline-wise? Um, you're in the studio. You're learning hands-on how, how to, to create. And where does Fat Beats come in in the equation? I used to go to, um, there was a thing called the Connects List in New York City, and it was a it was an actual little magazine, a little one. Mm-hmm. And uh, it literally had all like your name like for me my name was J Logic at the time okay and if so it'd be like J Logic and my email was whatever at aol.com yeah, i can't yeah. even fucking remember <laughs> AOL. and i didn't put my number but he'd be like you know mc producer or whatever the fuck and you know email and mm-hmm. i don't know like makes beats i don't i really don't know what the hell it said and but it would be a million of those and then be, there was like saigon on that shit while he was mm-hmm. on the come up there was like real fucking motherfuckers in there yeah but then there'd be a lot of like struggle rappers and cats like me who nobody knew of whatever yeah and uh i'd go to their parties once a month they would throw a party at uh i think it was called remote lounge in manhattan and i'd go there with my little burnt cds of my songs with my crew and or beat cds i don't even know if i really had them yet honestly and i'd go there because my man dj concept that i mentioned earlier mm-hmm. he would dj that shit and I met again. I met Saigon there. I met uh, like Poison Pen. Shouts to him, who I'm still like in touch with. 
and all these cats who I was like a fan of, you know what I mean? Uh, Scram Jones was another one that was like a big deal and all that shit to me. Um, you know, I would go to those shits and then I was leaving one day and I would go to take the commute from Long Island, you know, from Long Island and shit by myself and it would suck mm-hmm. and nobody wanted to go with me. Even the cats I was making music with, I'd be like, fuck, this sucks. And then I was like leaving and I'm like, damn, I didn't get anything networking wise out of this one time I went. I'm like, this fucking blows. And as I was about to leave, my man DJ Concept goes, yo, come here. He goes, yo, do you, do you want to intern at Fat Beats? I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, do I have to take a test on hip hop? Like, am I allowed to do this? He goes, yo, he's like, well, I'm like, what do I do? He's like, sweep floors, put away records. I'm like, when can I start? You know yeah. what I mean? And so he introduced me to DJ Amore, who was DJing with him there. That's, she's like, she's the one who got me in. So she's like, yeah, you seem cool. All right, let's, uh, let's set up a meeting. Here's my card. So I called Fat Beats like the next day. I was so shook. And somebody put me on hold. Actually, my man, DJ Monster, shout to him. Now I'm friends with him. But I didn't know him then. Put me on hold for like a fucking half hour. And I was mad shook. And I was like, fuck, I'm not going to get in. She gets on the phone. She's like, yo, sorry. I didn't even know you were on hold. She's like, yeah. when do you, when can you come in for like an interview? I'm like, uh, I don't know, Friday. I came in. I was mad fucking nervous. Yeah, yeah. And she was super cool. We just vibed out. She's like, I'll call you. I'll let you know if we got any openings, this and that. Like the next day, she's like, yo, how's Fridays or whatever the fuck it was? Tuesdays or whatever it was. I'm like, yeah, she's like, how's four to nine? You know what I mean? Like, so that's how it came about. And my first, my first, inst- the first day I started there, it was an in-store for Ali Shaheed Muhammad. And it was a last minute in-store. So a lot of people didn't know. Mm-hmm. So it was just me and him talking like this for fucking like four hours. So I was yeah. like, yeah, I'm not leaving this place. I would get there early and leave late every fucking time. Dude, it's like, okay, I, I grew up in the South, right? Like I, I was born here, but I was raised in a city called uh, Macon. Okay. It's like an hour away Oh yeah, I've seen the sign and yeah, shit. Yeah, hour <laughs> South, right? And so... Growing up in, in making like the hip hop scene wasn't, you know, the same. You know what I mean? It was kinda like, um my whole goal was like, okay, I know I wanna do music, I gotta get out of making to do music. Right, right. And so my thing was like, okay, I'm gonna find my way back to Atlanta. And, you know, I I've always been like a fan of hip hop and, and mainly I was a fan of, of West Coast hip hop a lot. Okay. But I study East Coast hip hop, yeah, yeah, and I would hear about Fat Beats all the time. Of course, yeah. and like the equivalent of Fat Beats here at the time was Earwax, and so okay. everybody wanted to come here to Earwax, and you know it was like one of the only major record stores, and now it's pretty much it's it's, it's only exists online now. But um, you used to hear about it, and it was like, man, I just want to go to Fat Beats. I yeah. just want to go to Fat Beats, and so. Every time it's like it's there's so many people and, and I'm a huge fan of the One Epstein podcast. And, oh and yeah, yep. You hear side stories about Fat Beats. Yep. And he was there for the crazy time. Yeah, like, yeah. Crazy like, time. Like when, he told me some good stories. Yeah, when everything was going on there, and so it's like you just hear those stories and you're like, man, like I just want to be a fly on the wall doing doing a lot of that stuff. And you know, just to hear you talk about it, that that's a whole nother thing. So like. And, and I'm just mind blowing the whole like uh, Ali Shahid. Yeah, yeah, like, that four was hours surreal. just talking about like that's I can only imagine the things that oh, you guys talked about. Knowledge, you know? just knowledge. Yeah, all day. and you had braces, and I was like, you have braces, like yeah, that's great. You're a normal person, like you're not like a superhero. <laughs> yeah, like that's crazy. You know what I mean? and, and so like your time that you spent there, man. Um, what was besides the Ali Shahid Muhammad story? Like, what was one of those things that kind of really stuck out just as being an intern there? Oh my God, cool Herc, man. Okay. Got Met Cool Herc. My first that? day I got hired. So you have to intern for a minute to get hired. Mm-hmm. They only hired one or two people a year. And um, again, I went there early and left late and I fucking kicked ass the entire time. Mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to be like outdoing anybody, you know, but I was just working my ass off. So yeah. some cats wanted to sit around and politic and talk. I'd be like, I'd do that too, but I would get shit done. So I got hired my first fucking day and they taught me how to do the discount shit and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, my first day, Eclipse went on break. 
and I was by myself. And I'm like, Cool Herc just came in. Like, I was starstruck, dude. I couldn't even see straight. I'm like, this whole store exists because of this fucking human being. Like, yeah. my, part of my existence is because of this man. Like, that, yeah. that's crazy. That's cra- that was really crazy. I couldn't see straight. It was insane. The only time in my life I ever got starstruck. Well, that and Eminem, but that's another story. Mm-hmm. And fucking this man walks in and he's trying to buy a Beat Nuts record, like an old one. He just wanted to get that record. And I'm like, I just want to give him the record. Like, yeah, I know yeah. it's my first day. I'm like, what do I do? Like, I didn't know what to do. I gave him a discount. I gave yeah. him a diesel ass discount, but like, I want to I want to like buy him the record. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But like, like that was a standout fucking moment for me, man. Meeting yeah. Cool Herc for the first time, especially like that was bugged out. That that, that that that's that's definitely an amazing story. You said Eminem. Well, for on the Cool Herc, man, do you think that he'll ever get the recognition that he deserves? I don't I don't know. I hope he does. You know, it's just crazy how that is. Like, why does he? Why is he not like a multimillionaire? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, if I was like the biggest dude on the planet because of hip-hop i'm pretty sure i'd be like all right let me just drop him six figures real quick <laughs> you know what yeah, i'm saying like, like no problem uh, i don't get and maybe maybe that's that's the case and we just don't know it but it just true. feels that's like that's true it feels like nobody knows this dude's contributions it's like heavy it, it, it i mean heavy. It, it exists because of him and it was like I don't know. It, it's mind blowing to me at times when I think about like you know some of the greats that they don't have the same. They laid the foundation and they don't have the same chances financially right, as right. some of the people of today. And you know it's it's, it's weird. It's it really is, fucking weird. It's, and it's very weird to me. And it's such a new. It's still young, so we know who the creators and the founders are, mm-hmm. the culture and the music. We know like it's not like rock and roll. Like I don't know who fucking started that shit yeah, for yeah. real. For real, there's obviously a lot of conversations that you could yeah, have with that. Yeah. But th- but there's nobody that that's clean cut. Where you're like, all right, well, cool. Africa Bambata, you know what I'm saying? Like all these actual pioneers, we we know for a fact because it's like relatively young. Yeah. But it's like you're right. Why why aren't they like the most caked up motherfuckers? Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? Like celebrities. And yeah, shit. I don't get it's it. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, and a part of me thinks that it's it's the way that they they want it. Like they don't want to be in the forefront. Like mm. yeah, I can see that. You know the the who the people that should know and need to know. They know. You oh know yeah, what I mean? yeah, they so, do. Um, but you said Eminem, dude. Like you just can't skip yeah. over Eminem story. Um. Well, I only mentioned him because the only time I ever got starstruck was meeting both of those guys. Okay, and okay. premiere. Those yeah, three. Those yeah. three. Fat beats, man. That's that's the kind of stuff. Like I like I said, fly on the wall. Um, and so okay, so you're at the point now. You're, you're at Fat Beats, and you've you've been hired on. You're you're working. Um, how far like in between working at Fat Beats and you really going out like? doing the production and, and the MCing on your own? Like, is there any space, or are you doing that at the same time you're working at Fat Beats? I was doing it at the same time, but I, it was really hard to do anything because I was still commuting. I didn't live in Brooklyn yet, so I was commuting an hour and 15 minutes each way without even driving to and from my parents' crib to the fucking train station. So okay. I, my commute was crazy, and I was working a job. I was fucking outside of Fat Beats. I was fucking going to college full-time, full, like, a uh, year and a half straight to get out. So I, cause I could move cause I, I didn't want to commute. It was right by the, not right by, it was like 45 minutes away from my parents' crib, but out East. So it wasn't towards the city, you know, mm-hmm. you, you know what I'm saying? So I was just like, I want to get out. I want to finish this shit. I want to get like my degree, not even on some like, let's fall back shit, but like, I just want to get my fucking degree. You know what I mean? I was close. I'm like, let me do an uh, hour. Let me do a year and a half straight. Yeah. And I fucking beasted all that shit out. So it was really hard to write lyrics to make beats. I was making 10 beats a day though, mm-hmm. straight up 10 beats a fucking day for years. For years, without without fail, no matter what, no matter what, and that's how I got razor sharp at that shit. But um, writing lyrics it was so hard to be uh, inspired. It was really like a writer's block kind of thing without being writer's block. 
I would try to write on the train. I'd be like, I don't even know what the fucking, what am I going to write about? Yeah. Be sitting yeah. on a train for three hours a day and <laughs> fucking selling records to people and meeting legends sometimes. Like, yeah. I don't know, like, or working at a golf club and seeing all these snooty ass members of the golf club and I, I got to fucking, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, do fucking odd jobs at this shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't know what my life, I had nothing to talk about. Gotcha, you know what I'm saying? Gotcha. I, and then later on when I moved to Brooklyn, then I was able to, like, live life a little more and then actually, you know, speak on shit that I was experiencing or whatever else. Gotcha. Okay, cool. So, um, the whole brown bag all stars, like I, I mentioned before, um, I, I had a chance to interview um, the Audible Doctor. Yes, and um, and this was off mic, by the way, so we can definitely talk about this story. But um, I met the Audible Doctor, and we had a great conversation. Um, you know, I was always following the stuff. They, uh, the name itself caught my attention, and you know, listening to the music. That's and, awesome. And it's like, okay, this this guy is somebody I need to be talking to. And, yeah, and um, he came down for A three C. Uh, one year and um, we did another interview there and you know had a a decent relationship and and so you mentioned that he actually gave you the name yeah yeah. so what's the story of that like how did that happen and how did you guys even meet in the first place okay so our group brown bag all-stars we all met at fat beats okay so i started september 04 he started september 04 dj e holla started i think october 04 so we were the three first cats there and we we linked up. We weren't even. I mean, me and Audible were like, I don't think we were even doing records together. We were. I was in a group. This other group. He was in a group. And we were all like boys. We'd go out drinking. We'd chill at the store. Whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? And I guess little by little, we met. Like I met DJ Element just from being a su- studio sessions with my man Undefined, who I mentioned before, like mm-hmm. the big homie. I go to. I went with him. He was doing a beat for my man Elgant, and Elgant had a studio up in like upstate New York. And Undefined's like, yo, roll with me. Went there. Gave Elgant my little crappy beat CD, which he found recently, and it's very funny to us. And uh, we haven't listened to it yet. We're going to get drunk and listen like, to yeah, it. yeah, you got to listen to it. We're going to listen to it. I can't fucking wait to hear all the stolen primo snares on that fucking thing. And uh, and what else? Um, met Element there. Then he started mm-hmm. interning at Fat Beats. And then I met Concept, I think, first. And then before Soulcon. And we started linking up and going to my homie Belief Studio, which I already was recording at. So we were doing a bunch of shit together. Just Concept featuring J-Logic at mm-hmm. the time, spelled with a number one instead of a letter I because I was so artsy. And uh, like we were just doing a bunch of joints where he featured me and shit. I wasn't even doing beats for him yet. And um, and then I met Soulcon. So it's like we all kind of just came together as a group from meeting each other. And mm-hmm. I kind of was the fulcrum of that shit because I met everyone individually. Gotcha. But we became boys. We, we just would be in the same place partying and chilling and whatever else. And then we started going to my man Belief Studio for fun because I was like, yo, let's just go, let's go and do some posse shit. Audible, you fucking play, we're at Fat Beats, we're closing up, like, you play a beat, I'll play a bunch of beats, whatever, we'll play a bunch of beats, mm-hmm. everyone will pick one from you, one from me, let's just go knock out some shit, we'll write shit on the spot, shit i never done before, Yeah. let's just do that, we're all, we're, we're fucking tore up, fucking drunk, by the way, so we get to Belief's crib, <laughs> we're fucked up, somehow, some way, we got shit together and created two songs from scratch, one song, which we never named, I'd produced, it was called, I think, First Song or some shit, we had our Brown Bag MySpace, <laughs> it was me and Concept, and our boy who was like in the crew just doing the hook on some yeah. rowdy MOP shit. And then the second one, Audible, um, no, this, yeah, the second one Audible produced called Cut You. And like I just wrote a little eight on the spot, got in the booth, you know, like we just did shit like that. And uh, fucking, we started to put shit out and like some blogs started taking our stuff, whatever, in like early 20, 2009, I think it was, mm-hmm. or eight, not 2008. And not even big ones, just some blogs, you know. And somebody, a DJ from the West Coast named J Logic, 
emailed the brown bag email being like yo i don't want to he's like i like the music but people keep coming up to me being like yo did you are you rapping on this are you producing this it's not me i wish it was but like real nice email mm-hmm. he's like i don't want to have to take you to court but let's uh let's let's go let's talk about this name for a second and i wasn't really hell bent on my name to begin with i felt like it didn't embody me as an artist i felt mm-hmm. it was generic and whatever the fuck else that's why i spelled it with number one to be different to begin with so i was like you know what Either I do the Italian thing and I go at this dude, or yeah. I'm like, I wish I already could talk to my boy who's an entertainment lawyer. And he's like, he doesn't know it. We could go in. And I'm like, I don't, you know what? I don't really want to actually. I thought yeah. about it for like two days straight without sleeping. And I was like, you know what? I want to fucking, I want to change my name. I want to reinvent my whole shit. You know, I came up with my name when I was 16 years old. I was, who knows how old that time, you know, my mm-hmm. mid 20s. And then Audible's like, just go by like your government name. I'm like, I don't know. That's kind of weird. Nobody was like, cats weren't really doing it back then in like Mm -hmm. 2008. They weren't really though. So I looked it up. It was a big, big techno producer with my government name. I'm like from like Germany or some shit. I'm like, I'm not fucking with that. I'm not going to go through that shit again. (laughs) He goes, all right, no bullshit. He's like, I'm not going to say what the meaning is on the air or whatever, but like, he's like, why not J57? And I was like, "Mm, I love it. (laughs) Immediately. I was like, that's that, that sounds like me. Mm. That sounds like me. It's a weird name. I make weird shit. Let's fucking go. Go for it. So we're not going to get the, the meaning behind it. No, I'll tell you off the air. Okay, okay, cool, 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 cool. Well, that's sorry. Y'all can't have that. Yep. That's, that's you got to figure good. it out on your own one day. There you go. Cool, man. Well, um, it's just amazing how, like, you know, things come full circle. Like, I didn't didn't know that he actually named you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not his son, though, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's get this correct. Let's be clear, New York. Let's be clear. Like, okay. Drop him flex bomb. I know. <laughs> but uh yeah that, that's dope man and, and so you guys have definitely created um a serious brand right now with the uh brown bag all-stars like I, I see it um you guys are literally everywhere i get an email i'm on your email oh word so, okay like, i get it i was I gonna get, ask you okay yeah i get those emails like nice. I, I i definitely get those emails and um I've seen the progression over the past couple of years. You know, once I was really introduced to you guys, I would say like maybe 2012, 2013. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I'm definitely seeing the progression. And there are plenty of projects that, that have come out. Um, right now, you're pushing. I know you have your own LP uh, that you just dropped, yep. uh, the I Am The J57 mm-hmm. LP. Um, and I had a chance to listen to a few of those uh, joints off of it. And, and I like what I hear so far. Thank you. And your production style itself already cuts through. You know what I mean? It cuts through to the point to where it's like, it, it it does give you that golden era feel, but it's not like just beats and breaks. You know right, what I mean? Right, it's right. like, okay, you evolved and, and, and you, you, you make it clear that, okay, this is what I love, but let me give you guys a, a bit of something new. I appreciate it. That's exactly yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. No, no doubt, man. And, and on the project that I was hearing, um, the way that you kind of weave in between with the skits and everything, like starting it off with... Um, was the pursuit of happiness? I think, or no, no, it was Will Smith. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, every time I hear that, I think of pursuit of happiness for of some reason. But I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, just to give those type of undertone messages in the music, it, it hits you. You know what I mean? That's because dope. you know, so what's the, um, in your words, what's the, the the thought process behind this album, and what was the message that you wanted to get across to the people? I just wanted to deliver me. That's it. Like, I've never done that shit. I never did, like, a solo album. You know, I have, we have Concept and J57, the Fuel EP that's out, and that's not me rapping purposely. I don't want to rap on that project. Mm-hmm. And I'm just a producer, you know what I mean? In, like, the classic sense, like, being a producer, overseeing of shit, and, and creating the beats, yeah. But, uh, but it's not me telling my story. He's telling his, and that's mm-hmm. great. So for me, 
uh, and shit, let's rewind back to Soulcon with the Soul Icon album. Like, I produced majority of it and recorded every vocal and picked out every beat with him, even ones I didn't do. And same thing with Concept and all that shit. So in the past, so I was just like, all right, they've been telling their stories, and my man Scene as well, same kind of shit. So they all told their stories, and I was like, you know what? Let me fucking. This isn't my story per se. Like, I already have that shit for like my third album that's gonna be coming out next year. Mm-hmm. My second one will be coming out later this year, and. It's just me. So this is just me. I'm really like giving you bits and pieces of what I'm thinking and what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? Like that's why I'm able to make this shit and create so much. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not I'm not sitting there being like, how do I write the how do I crack the code and write the illest fucking bar? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're just I'm telling your story. Yeah, and like I'm freestyling a lot of the shit, like bit, bits and pieces, a couple bars at a time, and it doesn't sound like that because of how I'm recording it from all the years of expertise in recording. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But like it's really just me just talking about some shit that's on my mind. So I just wanted people, and, and I want motherfuckers to know that they could do whatever they want, you know, in life. So, like, that's why I had the Will Smith shit in there, and I have, like, that kind of inspirational shit in there without being corny or cliche, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm just talking to people through the mic, like, the same way I would talk if the mic wasn't even on right now in the room with you, you know what I mean? Gotcha, gotcha. I, and you can definitely hear it in the music, man. Just the, um, it was one record, because um, I was listening to it shortly before you guys got here, um... I think the numb record. Yeah. Okay. Numb mm-hmm. um, slash gaslighting. Like so. I, like like you said before. Like you didn't produce this whole album. You. I mean, you produced the majority of it. But, yeah. yeah. Um, you opened it up for other people um, to have an opportunity to, to help you voice your opinion. For one, that's kudos to you because I know as a producer, a lot of times you kind of like you have your ideas <laughs> in yeah, your head. Yeah. So you know what what was that part for you to like really let people come in and, and was it something about that beat that really make you want to speak yes. um, on, on the message? Okay. That's exactly it. Like, all right. So the three beats that I didn't do were all the same story. So that one numb, the first movement of that joint, mm-hmm. my man, Sean Bamberger from the UK, um, he f- tried to feature me on that in 2011. So that joint's actually from very late 2011. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And um, like, I haven't even, I didn't want to redo the vocals or anything. I freestyled the chorus and shit and whatever else. So like, that's when I started coming to my own with shit on the low, Mm -hmm. but I didn't really hone my shit yet. And um, I fucking did the feature for him. That's why it's a little 16 or whatever it is and the the hook. And I was like, you know what? I kind of want to hold on to this shit. And he was like, all right, we'll just see what happens. And then the second movement was scene was featuring me for his producer EP. And he's like, how dope is it? the idea that you're going to rap and I'm going to do the beat because anybody who knows our chemistry and our collaborative efforts in the past, if they do know, they know that I've always done the beats and scenes always been mm-hmm. the rapper. You know what I mean? So it's cool to do the other way around. And I spent a whole day writing and recording that song and I sent it to him and he was like, yo, this is really dope. He's like, I think you should use it for yours. And I was like, I was thinking that too. And then the other one, Dreamin', uh, Dreamers, I'm sorry, not Dreamin'. Uh, Dreamers is uh, my man Love Jones. He's a dope producer that was just literally featuring me again, like being okay. like, can I feature you? He did the artwork for my Wax Aesthetic EP that came out a year before that. And I was like, yo, let me bless you with a verse or some shit, you know, because you looked out. And he's like, all right, cool. Here, here's a beat. So I did that joint. I was like, I need, I'm sorry, I need that joint. I need, I'm like, let me do another, another joint. And I had my man Don Will from Tanya Morgan come through and we just not, and my man Mike, Mike Maven, we just knocked out like a little, you know, fun joint yeah. to give Love Jones because I promised him, you know, but, uh, but he gave me the dreamers joint. Like he, he's like, just, just have that. Yeah. That was it. You know what I'm saying? So it was the same. So it's organic. You know what I mean? It was never like someone's like, Jay, let me shop some beats to you. I never, I never, um, turn that down, but I, I always let people, I mean, if people have like kind of the balls to do it, cause they know I make my own beats really. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I wouldn't step to someone who's a rapper producer and be like, Hey, you want some beats? That's just weird. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Unless you're like Kanye. Cause it's like, all right, well now we yeah, get it. Well, There's a team. Okay. There's okay. a fucking team behind you. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> 
know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't go to Black Milk and be like, yo, you want some beats, fam? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just weird, you know? I got you. So cats yeah. don't really approach me about beats for me, per se. But when they do, I'm just like, I don't know. I mean, let's think about what I could do for you. Like, I'm not really trying to get beats, you know? That You, you bring up an interesting point, though, man. Like I said, with this podcast, we really do try to provide some guidance. And, and you know, a lot of times, and when I say this, um, of course you know, but I'm talking to the people right now, like, don't think that you always have to have money. Money is good, and, and as a producer, you want to get paid. But there are so many things that you can barter and switch off, you know, if it makes sense for both parties. Uh, a lot of times people ask me about budgeting. It's like, man, like, I, I don't have a huge budget. First off, I tell them you do stop spending unnecessary money on other stuff. And you, you know, you'll have it. But for those people that, you know, are looking at their dollar very close, like, there's ways to barter and and really work things out. But you got to come to somebody with a plan. You just can't come yes. with the, oh, it's all about me. Like, how can I help you out, you know, back and forth. Right, right, right. Definitely. Um, I want to get into uh, a little bit of producer talk. I mean, Let's I, go. I, I have to. So I, I heard you mention Reasons and Fruity Loops. Mm-hmm. And, and I've definitely, I still use Reasons to this day. Um, and and I'm, I'm slowly trying to transition off because I've become a little too dependent on it. It's not, nothing wrong with that. Nothing we'll wrong get, with that. We'll get that into that in a yeah, second. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I, I just feel like, you know, as a producer, sometimes I want to challenge myself. So I, it's kind of like okay. I want to start using something that I'm completely unfamiliar with just so I, I can figure it, it out. And, but yeah, reason, I'm opposite of you, but I respect yeah. it. No, <laughs> Re- reason five is like my like program of choice. That's, that's what I use uh, 98% of the time. Um, and I, I, I flip in between that and Pro Tools. But I want to know about you, man. What's your, your program of choice? If it's a program, or are you using gear? It's very similar to you. It's actually Reason 3 from okay. 2005. Okay. And I start a skeleton on my old-ass computer. I'll create a skeleton, even mm-hmm. if it's just like a drum break or whatever. Or I'm redoing drums for some shit mm-hmm. I laid down with a bunch of musicians in Pro Tools. It, it'll ne- inevitably become a Pro Tools thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I fucks with Pro Tools very heavily. Gotcha. So gotcha. Um, I just I love how limitless you can be. I know Ableton's even more limitless mm-hmm. on some real shit. But I like, I know what I know in Pro Tools. I'm not like a fucking engineer or anything like that, but I know some shit. And I'm, I like the idea that I could create something in this old, using this old ass computer I have that's kind of like souped up, but it's old ass shit. And I could create like a soundscape and maybe just like a skeleton of a beat, you know, some banging ass drums. And maybe I have like some melody that I played on the, with the MPD and then mm-hmm. I'll have like some bass over it or I played keys on it and I'll dump the stems, you know, I'll bounce all the stems yeah. individually, solo them shits out, put it into Pro Tools and then I get fucking creative. That's why I like my remix game has been pretty fucking good because I treat songs like I treat remixes now. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Like, I'll have Concept cut his vocals, whether it's in the room with me or sending them to me, and then I'll spend fucking days on And I'm doing that right now for my group, J-Mo Gang. It's me, Elgant, and Razkaz. Oh, and I'm no, strictly no, no. on the beats for that one, purposely. They want me to rap. They're really asking me to rap on this shit. I'm like, no, I really... I'm only going to rap on one track. You know what I mean? I want them to be the guys. But it's the same thing. Like, we cut vocals for that shit, I want to say, fucking four or five months ago. And I've been spending four or five months on post-production. Whether it's I'm bringing in more instruments, or I'm bringing in singers, or I'm bringing in... Or I'm just getting more creative later on with ideas for shit to add for the hooks or just different change-ups and movements and stuff like that. So I like to go from Reason into Pro Tools, and I, but I use all different shit. Like I've used MPC with countless people. I've used like Premiere's MPC, you know what yeah. I'm saying? I've used fucking, my man DJ Goose showed me how to use the MPC. I know how to use that shit. Um, it's not, I, I work too fast for that shit though. Like it, yeah. obviously it's a, a beautiful thing and all the, all the Akai motherfuckers out there, they can't yeah. even hate on what I'm saying right now when <laughs> I say that cause they know it, but I need to be really fast. You know what I'm saying? I need to get all my thoughts out as I'm doing them mm-hmm. 
I don't want to lose that shit when I'm in the zone. And reason lets you do that. Yeah. It lets you fucking create as fast as possible if you have your setup prop as proper as possible. Yeah. And then I'll just dump everything into Pro Tools and I'll get fucking crazy with that shit. I'll just spend mad time on it and have a blast, you know? Yeah. I, you, we, we work very similar. That's we, good. We, do, we work very similar because, very good. Like, like, like you said, I, I really enjoy the uh, flexibility of being fast in Reasons. Because, yeah. like, I, I remember when I first opened up Reason and... Reason is so simple that you can literally open the box, put it on your computer, and have a beat done within like minutes. Yep. If you know, you know, if, if you, you know, have, yeah, if you know, you, could, um, you can really do it. It doesn't take that long. And I, I used to work, um, I had an MPC 1000 and, and a Trident, and that, that was the, the bulk of my production before I was like, you know, uh, it was all sampling based. I mean, I still sample heavy now, but, um, it's just the, the time factor, like you said, it takes so long, like loading and unloading and, um, you know, just going through everything. It, it, and you come to reason and once you figure out how to do it, it's like, you can oh, fucking whiz through that. shit. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, that's why I'm, I'm so software. And the trick is what you just said. Like, I, I know people that kind of knock that, like, oh, man, why are you using three? It's like, I don't know what they're up to now. What is it? it might be. Dude, I have seven. I know it's beyond seven now. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. even know how to use seven. It's such a different program. It should be called something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're probably Definitely. up to, like, eight or nine now. Something like that, right? And, and I was like, well, you get a certain sound out of those older programs. Like That's it, true. There, there are some things that you can manipulate there that... It's going to sound too clean coming out of, like, 8 or Fruity Loops. Right, or, right. You know, well, excuse me, FL, FL Studio. Studio. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you're coming out of that, you know, it's going to have a, a a more digital sound. And, like, I want stuff to feel as analog as possible, mm-hmm. you know, coming out. So Hell yeah. you, you, you get that you get that feel from, from some of those uh, older versions of the program. Um, I know you sample. Yes. Definitely sample. Um, what's your, um, I guess... Your technique, is it your digging technique? Are, are you one of those type of producers that, like, you go to um, the, the store, the record stores, and you dig um, for covers? Or are you digging, you know exactly what you're looking for when you're digging? I'll be very honest. Like, I guess in the past year, I have been really uh, sampling off of vinyl as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. I guess because I have a lot, a lot of records, and I've definitely recorded majority of those songs onto my computer and I've okay. sampled them and I have like a crazy sound bank that's why I could work so fast as well because mm-hmm. I have a tremendous sound bank and I know where everything is on some like OCD weird fucking photographic memory yeah, shit yeah, I'm yeah. like oh this folder blah 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 this sound will be cool go here go there so I've been cutting samples for fucking years and I know where all those shits are so I kind of just have them there but when I used to go digging heavy I used to go all the time um, and shouts to my man Marco Polo. He blessed me with a lot of fucking records. When he's done with them, he just doesn't want him to take up room at his crib. So he's like, mm-hmm. "Yo, you want to come through and grab these records?" I'm like, "Fucking hell yeah!" Because they're dope. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't dig per se. You know, in the classic sense with that shit. So I'm I'm just getting records, and I know and I know looking at them, I know which ones are gonna be dope. But when I used to go digging like heavy, um, especially because I worked at a fucking record store, I know yeah. that kind of shit. I would go by. I mean, I went with Jay Rawls once. He I was on break at Fat Beats. He didn't know me from a hole in the wall. It was like Summer 06 or some shit. And he's, there was a festival down the block where they cut off a whole city block in Manhattan, and there's all food and like shit like that. And you know there's always records there, mm-hmm. out there for cheap. So I went with him. He was like, yo, you want to go digging with me? I went, 
and he was like, yo, this is how this is how you dig. Like he was really showing me how he dig, like yeah. he would dig with like high tech and shit. And he's like, this is what you do. He's like, look at the labels. Now look at the years. You like you want this year, this time frame. You want this, you want that. Because I was really trying to get soul records and shit. Mm-hmm. He's like, this is how you dig for soul records. Because prior to that, I was getting like jazz and classical and um, a lot of international shit. Mm-hmm. So like by by then, I was learning more about soul music and I knew shit, but I didn't know like the full extent. And he was teaching me how to dig for that shit too. And that helped me a lot. And he was like, labels, years, sometimes the cover, but I don't really go by the cover anymore. Mm-hmm. I used to go heavy with that shit. And I would find some gems back in my yeah. in my looping days when I would just find a dope little loop from like a movie score from the 70s, let's say. Yeah. And I would be like, I made a banger. You know, I'd just add yeah. little drums to it. <laughs> I got one. I show my friends. They're like, woo. Everyone's like throwing, they're like shooting guns in the air, going nuts about it. No. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it wasn't like that at all. But like, you know, a little loop that was dope. But you, you'd go crazy over it back in your early days. Mm-hmm. And then once you learn how to dig and you actually understand the whole craft behind it, you know, then then you could get literally get your chops up. You know, you yeah. could actually do that shit better. So I go by the years and the I like to go by the musicians too. Now that I have more of an extension like extensive kind of knowledge of that kind of shit. I'll see like, oh this guy sat in and played bass on this. Like that's crazy. Like I need that. I know there's a bass line in there. You Somewhere, know? yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Those I- are the things I look for. Cool, cool, man. Um I always want to know about that too because like like, you know, we're in we're in the, the era now where technology has completely taken over, so you don't yeah. have to literally go into a store. Like, you can have an idea. Like you said, you can find that, that bass player that you like and literally Google him, and you can find every YouTube video it's true. Uh, of a song that, <laughs> that he played on um, and, and so or, or she played on. And, and so, yeah, you don't have to do it. I just, there's something about, I, I enjoy digging. Like, I, I just... What's your method? Like, what is your method, like, um, the whole shit that you do? For me, a lot of the times, because I do, like, sometimes I don't even dig for production. Like, I dig um, for two things. Like, I do this thing called Name Who Sampled on, like, Instagram, Tuesday nights. Oh, that's dope. And so I would literally go digging for something like that. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, So I would go in and, you know, I might even hit up a dollar or 25 cent bin. And I would go in. I'm there looking through and like, oh, do I know this stuff? So I'm, I'm, you know, I have a, a app called who sampled you know and, and i'm literally going through trying to figure out stuff like that but if, as far as production man um a lot of it is is filling i would do some of the methods that you had like if i know some of the musicians on it i would definitely uh dig or if it's um some artists that i'm familiar with i would dig um but i'm i'm heavy into that that soul and rock okay is, is what and, and what years for rock <sighs> not even for soul i'm just curious for rock um, most of my rock, honestly, I didn't dig for time period. I, I really digged on covers, and surprisingly, mm. when it comes to rock, that helped out a lot. Really? Okay. Yeah. Not not so much for like soul, like because some of the soul I I, I would dig. Um, looking at covers, and it'll be something completely different. Yeah. I don't know why, but I've seen that. <laughs> um, but with rock, you know, um, more the because I don't know a whole lot of rock like okay. that. You know what I mean? So it was literally me being there and seeing some things that look interesting to me. I was like, hmm, let me try it out and see. And, you know, it, it is hit or miss, but I, I'm probably 60-40 right. when it comes uh, to That's rock, good, yeah, because I know that's not easy to, to no, sample. No, 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 no. It, it's not easy to sample, but it was mainly for, like, some guitar riffs. And um, surprisingly, rock has some very ill drums. Like Sometimes the, the breaks are kind of crazy. The break, they're, they're creative and unique, so nobody has them. Nope, and that's the thing. Nobody has because. Yeah. 
of course cats aren't digging for that shit everybody's digging soul you know yep. you know for the most part but there's some ill um grooves and, and, and some um, um breaks on, on some rock albums and even folk albums too but i'm gonna stop going because i think people are gonna no don't let uh, them <laughs> don't give them let, them let them learn and suffer like we did yeah 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 yeah. there's there some stuff <laughs> no like shortcuts. yeah no shortcuts Fuck uh, that. my ultimate goal is i want to go to like japan or somewhere and dig that's and, dope and, like i haven't had that opportunity but that's i do dope. do this thing where i go everywhere i go you know, I find a record store and I, I do some type of dig and I still got some records there. You see, I yeah, haven't even course. put away yet, but, um, that, that's, that's typically how I do it. And, you know, like I said, sometimes it's hit or miss, but for the most part now, um, I'm looking for samples just to, you know, do this mm-hmm. name who sample thing. Um, and I still find some ill stuff That's that dope. way too. Though I but. got some good rock shit to tell you off the air because they don't. Yeah, they, they're, they're not ready. Yeah, they're, they're not, not ready for that. that. They, gotta, yeah. they gotta, they gotta, they gotta fucking. Yeah, <laughs> they gotta go through hell first. <laughs> hey like man, we did. you know you got you gotta do your due diligence, yeah. man. Like and even if 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 it's part of like you know because my early collection really started from like most people probably like parents or friends that had records that are just sitting, mm-hmm. and I'm like you're not gonna do anything with those. Okay, let me get them I'll and take go those. through them and 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 you Same know. Thing with me. Some great stuff. Like, I was at my grandmother's house, like, two months ago, and she just had records that had been sitting. I was like, Grandma, are you going to, like... You're, like, sitting on some gems. <laughs> Dude, so many. Like, she had, That's like, dope. Al Green and... uh, Man, they're, they're, I'll, I'll, I'll play some of the stuff. There. Okay. I'll show you some of the stuff. But yeah, it yeah. was just, like, these are just sitting here? Like, yeah, I haven't listened to these records in, like, 40 like, this, years. <laughs> this will make sense to you, but I really need these records. Yeah, it's pretty much what I had to have that conversation with my grandma yeah. in the past. Same like, shit. Yeah, let me get these. Uh, go ahead. I'm, yeah. They're just sitting here collecting dust. Like, you like, don't okay. understand, but yeah. I need these. <laughs> I need these. All right, go ahead. Yeah, so that's the thing. Um, now, I, I was looking up the the, uh, the show that you do uh, with DJ Eclipse, yes. right? Uh, that's the Rap is Out of Control. Tell yep. us tell us a little bit about what you guys have going on over there. What What's the, the dynamic of that show? And it's on Sirius? Yeah, it's uh, Channel 44, Hip Hop Nation on okay. Sirius XM every Sunday night. Okay. 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and it's uh you know it's DJ Eclipse, me and the homegirl Carla Keys, and uh you know Eclipse is the DJ, he's you know main host, and me and Carla are the co-hosts, and we have, you know sometimes like uh, around Christmas we had um the In Control crew come in, we had like Marley Marl and like Pete Rock, and everybody oh. came in, and like and Preem actually came in too, and like cats were just going like taking turns. DJing for the entire two hour show. Actually, we did three hours that night. So like that that happens, and then he has people fill in and shit like that as well. But it's uh it's mainly clips on the ones and twos, and he's playing the new shit that just came out. Like every week, he gets so much shit sent, like sent to him. It's unreal, mm-hmm. and he'll still find like twenty bangers that are new each week or whatever. He'll play them. We'll have guests come through. You know, we've had a ton of different people in there. It's been cr- like we had Styles P recently. Um, I'm trying to think of who else, but I don't even you know what I'm saying like it's every Sunday night. And uh, I've been a part of the show since 2009. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, it's Sunday night. So last night I was saying, I was like, you don't understand. Like, this is the first Super Bowl I've seen since 2008. Oh, man. Fact. Not even, like, a joke. That's a fact. Wow. Yep. And the Grammys. I'm going to see the Grammys next Monday. (laughs) <laughs> but that shit was like always on a Sunday. It was you know on, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you. Because I was thinking in right? my head, always I was like, the Grammys is on a Sunday. Why mm-hmm. are they doing Monday this year? I, and I thought oh, it was a Valentine's Day. That's probably why. That, that must be why. It's not that serious. Dude. It's not that serious <laughs> though. I think people could do both. Yeah, I, I thought. Teach his own. I think some people could. I thought I was um, going crazy last night because I was watching the Super Bowl. Like that, you know, that it was a good game. Um, I'm a Falcons fan, so okay. 
I was actually uh, – and Peyton has always been, like, one of my favorite quarterbacks too. So um, I was kind of happy that he won. And hopefully he does the right thing and John Elway the situation and go out on top. Yeah, And, yeah. like, don't try to come back and it's not going to – Let's be clear, the defense won that championship. Right, right. That was, <laughs> you know, that was on the defense. So that was a thing. You know, um, but, you know, I've always, and shots out to Beyonce um, <laughs> with her announcement, world tour, stadium status. and That beat know. was crazy in the commercial about the world tour. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, Just want to throw that out there. It was crazy. Yeah, it, it was a crazy beat. And, and I kind of figured, I thought they were going to make an album announcement, but the world tour is, I mean, essentially the same thing as an album nowadays right. anyway. So, um, but with the, with the Grammys, you know, um, I, I thought I was going crazy for a second. It said Monday. I was like, I thought the Grammys. Yeah, I miss those shits every year. Yeah. So, so I know Sundays. Yeah, I know yeah. it. <laughs> so, you know, I, I know you're going to enjoy your time. You've been here in Atlanta, uh, for yes. a little while. And, um, what else is on the agenda for you while you're, while you're here? Getting in the studio with some people and, um, Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Just living, just, <laughs> just living, living. Enjoy, enjoying Atlanta, man. Like, um, I don't know. I I think I've been here so long to the point where, um, my my view on Atlanta is a little bit different. I love it. it there's plenty of balance here. Um, like you can have your grind, but you can also have your your chill time here. Uh, it, it's just becoming very crowded. Everybody oh, okay. and their mom uh, wants to rap. And gotcha. Oh, sounds like New York. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like New York. Yeah. Any any major city <laughs> understands what we're, what we're yeah. dealing with. You know what I mean? It's just trying to find your niche, man. So right, right. Um, I'm interested to hear like what what you have going on. Like the people that I mean, you don't have to give those names out now, but who you're working with um, down here in the city. I think that just for me knowing how your production is, I'm interested to see that dynamic who you'll be working with you know what i mean um but yeah other than that bro like what is there anything else you want to tell the people you have um that you want to promote or anything like that i think i kind of i think we did it all i think and uh i mean of course there's going to be something we, we think about i'll like, be like texting yeah. you later i'll be like ah we've got this <laughs> yeah, shit. yeah yeah no um i mean my website is j57 j57 music.com mm-hmm. that really just essentially goes to my band camp on purpose so people could hear my shit it's like a yeah. business card i don't I don't care about having a flashy website. I just want people to fucking listen to the music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's it. My SoundCloud is soundcloud.com backslash J57. You know what I mean? Simple. So I just want people to go check out the music. That shit speaks for itself. It's literally my fucking existence. You know what yeah. I mean? So that's why I like to just give out the web addresses. Yeah, definitely, definitely, man. Well, bro, I appreciate you coming on. Um, there's something that I, that I used to do, um, and I guess we can do it now um, if, if you want. Um, uh, it's something called vinyl conversations. Sounds good. And so you see the vinyl here behind me. I so do. Um, the I'll, I'll give you the uh, the premise of the whole thing. What you would do is randomly select three pieces of vinyl. Okay. Um, and what I want you to do is give me a quick story. Um, it can be anything like you know whatever comes to mind. If, if it's um, a song that you know of, or, or even if it's some vinyl that you pick up that you're not familiar with, whatever comes to mind um, sure. off those three. And if you want to, I don't know. Do you want to drop bars today? I'm, 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 I'm not really a, no I'm bars. Not, okay. I'm not barring up. But okay. Thank you though. So no bars today, but just tell us the three stories. You know, pick the vinyl, okay. give us three stories on uh, whatever you hear. So we can do that now. You can All come right. and grab. Let's do it. Yeah. And I guess um, I'll kind of narrate what's going on here. So just randomly pick any three. Um, and if you want to look at 45s, there are 45s in here, there, and there. Okay, cool. Right on. I already saw this when it came in. Let's talk about this. Yeah. I already saw that. As soon as I walked in, I saw it in the corner of my eye. Yeah, so that's one that he has there. 
Yeah, yeah. You just, I don't want to mess up your order. Oh, you good? Just grab, um, grab. It, it's just alphabetical order, so I, I'll put it back. So yeah. Um, I respect the hustle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, and just uh, one more. some good shit here well thank you man thank you i <laughs> i appreciate that <laughs> this is actually how i dig i just like rethink it mad times yeah like, oh. it's all good All right, cool. So he has three um, that he picked up. Two at random and one kind of like um, pick and choose. It's all good. Though. I'm gonna let you get away with. It. You're not. You're not uh, giving us bars today, so it, it, it's not that big of a deal. So yeah. I tell you what. Um, go through first off. Let us know uh, what you have in your hand, um, and tell the people. Sure. Okay. First off, we have Zap Three. Zap Three. <laughs> Second, Al Green. Explores your mind. Three, Lou Rawls, All Things in Time, which I've, uh, I'm not going to say it on the air. I may or may not have sampled a lot of this fucking album on <laughs> records that are out. But I made no money from because they're free releases, so fuck you if you're trying to sue me. No. Um, I guess, yeah, you want me to just go in? Yeah, yeah. Give us a right, story, so, whatever you have off of them. All right, I'll start with the Lou Rawls. I sa- I've sampled the shit out of this. Um, I like every second of this album, probably, in one way or another. On re- and I don't even know if a lot of those beats are out. But, um, yeah, this one means a lot to me because I kind of got into my chops game right around then. Like I wasn't before that. I didn't have the MPD yet. I wasn't, I was just looping or chopping internally in reason, which you could do, but it's not the same thing as getting your hands dirty and being like on the pads and like creating creative melodies out of sounds that are there that are chopped up. You know, that's when I was understanding that shit. So a couple of these beats were sample. I'm not saying, but they were loop driven, but um, this was when I was getting funky with it. Like I was getting busy, you know, and then zap. All right. Well, I may or may not know this record per se like that, but I obviously know Roger Troutman and like all the awesome sounds that are creative and unique that were created by that producer. So I do know, you know, like I just know, I know, I know the shit, but I don't know this. I don't know if I know this album per se. I know the work. I have the work and I just love how, Obviously, the cover's really dope. If you can see it, you'd be like, yeah, I agree with you. And the back cover is even better because the outfits are wild. <laughs> but, but I mean, I just love the unique shit that they were doing. It was so dope. You know they were fucked up in the studio trying to be like, let's fuck them up. Let's make these sounds that nobody's doing. And then let's have a lot of, in the future, there's going to be a thing called hip-hop and a lot of classic producers are going <laughs> to, that's not what they were saying. But maybe they were high enough to say that. Maybe I'll have that conversation. Be like, yo, they're going to start this new genre and they're going to sample the shit I'm doing right now. Anyway. That's a little too introspective. Um, And then we got Al Green. Al Green is one of my favorite singers of all time. I definitely have sampled this album as well. I will go on the record saying that. And uh, in the court of law, it doesn't matter because I'm sample-free as a motherfucker right now, so come get me. Um, Yeah, I mean, this shit is just great, man. Like, just looking at it, if I was digging, and I was like, say I didn't know this album already, I'm looking at it, and it's like, just the people, obviously there's all the credits that that are there. You're just looking at, at people that are involved in in the making of the of the music and right off the bat it's like 
like I'm recognizing mad names. You know what I mean? Like I'm seeing names in here and I'm like, okay, I recognize that guy from this album, another Al Green album. I recognize him from a, a different, like, I don't know, let's say like a Curtis Mayfield record or some shit like that. You know, like we'd kind of like start to get like a build of a memory of who, of who's who from these albums that came out fucking decade or decades plus before you were even born. So I, I fucked with these three very heavily. Dope, dope, man. Well, um, like I said, normally what we would do is throw one of those records on and you would freestyle over it. We're not going to do that. Sorry, <laughs> no bars today. Yeah, I usually do bar up. I'm sorry. I'm no, just, no, man. It's uh, not there. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to pressure you or anything. You're, you're a guest in my home. And, Appreciate and you, it. Thank you're, you. You're, you're, you came down from, from New York, so I, I'm not going to trip on it at all, man. Um, is there anything else? How can the people connect with you um, if they want to uh, yes. feel free to work or if they want to buy any music? What's the best way? Social media, all of that stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess the the main thing, I don't really like to converse with people that I don't know. So you can follow <laughs> me on Twitter. It's just J57, J57, that's it. Um, I, I, I will drop a lot of knowledge if you're a producer or a rapper. I drop a lot of fucking free gems in there. So you might want to check it out once in a while and follow it and just see like what I'm saying. Um, Instagram is kind of the same thing. I, I, I like to show an insight I give insight as to like what I'm seeing. I just want to show people what I'm seeing. Cause I, like I've, I've said to mad different people, like I wish somebody was doing that. I wish Instagram was around when we were coming up and making yeah, beats fucking absolutely. 12, yeah. 13 years ago, whatever the fuck it was. Like I wanted to see like what, um, not comparing myself to him, but it means, but I would love to see what like fucking Pete Rock was doing in the studio 13 years ago. Yeah. I would fucking love all that shit. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, you know, it could help you, you know, in a lot of different ways. There's somebody with that footage and, um, somebody had a camera around. They back, had to like, be. Yeah. They somebody had, had a camera. It's going to make for some great documentaries in, yes. in a couple of years. Like yeah. the Stretch and Bob documentary? You yeah, saw that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Fire. There, 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 there's, some, there's always somebody. Somebody. Somebody got always. a camera. Yeah, somebody but got now a everybody camera. got a camera, which yeah. fucks me up in a lot of ways, but <laughs> it's just weird. Yeah. But um, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I like the Instagram shit because it's like, I'll show you what I'm doing. And you could learn from it if you're like a new artist and you just want to fucking learn. I am trying to help you in ways by doing that and give you an insight. I'm not trying to be like, I'm the coolest motherfucker and I'm doing this cool shit. I'm trying to be like, well, I'm in the room with this person because I worked my ass off. You could do it too. Mm -hmm. And or look what I'm doing. Like maybe it'll, it'll spark something in you. Like I used Absolutely. to watch bad, you know, videos, early YouTube or even before YouTube, even before that. I remember there was an Alchemist beat making video. I don't even know. It was like on a website and some dude filmed him and they're smoking a ton of weed. And then he made this crazy banger that was on one of his albums later on. And I'm like, oh shit, that's how he chopped it up. He like pitched it up and then chopped this part. Mm -hmm. And like, I would never have known that without the internet. So it's like, I just want to give go. back in any way I could. So I'm just trying to show you what I'm seeing. Gotcha. Absolutely. What was the social media? You said, all oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. J57BBAS is my Instagram. Gotcha, gotcha. That's my J57. shit. I got a little too caught up. No, it's all right, man. It's all right. I, I, I think people need to hear that stuff, you know. Um, well, you know, once again, I, I do appreciate you coming through well, on the you, Straight man. Out really of the Damn podcast. Um, you're welcome back anytime. Cool. I know we're going to, we have plans to link um, oh, for a, sure. a couple of other times before you, before you leave. So Absolutely. Uh, definitely appreciate you stopping through, dropping some gems. Um, like I said, you can follow me on all things social media at Straight Out the Den. That's S-T-R, the number eight, O-U-T-D-A-D-E-N. Um, make sure that you subscribe to this iTunes on this podcast on iTunes, excuse me, uh, just type in S-T-R, the number eight. It's the first one to pop up. Um, leave us a comment, rate, review, tell us what you think. Uh, we would love to hear from you. And like I always say, if you have a dream, pray on that dream, research that dream, and work until that dream becomes reality. And with that being said, I'm Jay Good at Straight Out the Den. He's Jay57. We Cheap. out.